You are now listening to the Flurry Podcast, hosted by Marquise Rawls. Another week, another episode. I believe this is episode 20 of the Flurry Podcast. I have my sheet with some topics I want to talk about, and I'm going to just get straight into it. First one, Adrian, the problem broner says he wants $10 million for a fight. And I'm assuming that he means a fight on Showtime, uh, pay-per-view, I would assume. And I don't think he's worth it. Like, did anyone really take this seriously? I didn't really take it seriously, even though I know that Bruna, he's a serious type of person. I'm not surprised that he asked for $10 million, but I already know he's not going to get $10 million. Imagine if you're Al Heyman and Adrian Broner comes to you, the guy who he just lost to Pacquiao last year. Um, He had a draw with Jesse Vargas. He lost to Mikey Garcia. And then you want to come and say you want $10 million for a fight? What? Hell no. Get the man. Get your short ass out of my fucking face. $10 million, yo. And don't get me wrong. Adrian Broner. He is sort of a celebrity in his own right. And he could put a lot of people like in the seats. And a lot of people want to see him and they want to watch him. But it's not enough to justify why he should get $10 million. And then on top of that, I don't think real hardcore boxing fans like even support or like Brona at all. Why would they? Brona is the second biggest what if in boxing history. Obviously, Mike Tyson, he's the first because it's always what if Mike Tyson um, was more disciplined? What if he worked hard more? What if he didn't party and do drugs and drink all the time? So I understand that. But Brona, he's also that way, too. What if fame and money didn't go to his head? What if he was more disciplined? What if he actually followed in the hardworking footsteps that Floyd Mayweather tried to put him on. He could have been something much, much greater than what he is and what he has accomplished. He wouldn't have lost any of those fights if he was more disciplined. He wouldn't have. I still believe to this day that a 100% focused, hardworking, fully prepared Adrian Broner can possibly be the best boxer in the world but we would never know that because Broner is the person that he is and he will not live up to the expectation that I or other people want him to be. So because of that, fuck your $10 million. You're not getting shit. He'll be lucky if he could get $2 million. Hell, I'll say he'll be lucky if he could get $1.5. And $1.5, will, that'd be a nice check for him too. So $10 million, man, you, you wildin'. You bugging the audacity for you to ask for 10 million. Yeah, I'm moving on because that's ridiculous, man. The funny thing is that somehow, some way he will get millions of dollars for for another fight. I don't know who he will fight, though, because will he even fight at 147? None of the top elite fighters will take him at 147. Well, besides, I think Terrence Crawford might take him at 147, but it wouldn't even really be a serious fight. That would just be a fight to 
just hold Terrence Crawford over until he could get Errol Spence or Keith Thurman, one of those big guys. Sean Porter already beat him, so there'd be no point of facing him again. Keith Thurman's injured, and Keith Thurman probably wouldn't even think that Broner is worth his time. I'll even say that Virgil Ortiz would even pass up on that fight because beating Broner is sort of like doesn't really even do anything for you anymore. Like Broner, he's still a really good fighter, but his conservative style of fighting and punching, it doesn't really pose that big of a threat to someone who's really good and talented. So it wouldn't really do anything. If he wants to still be relevant in boxing and win fights, he got to do something different. He got to switch it up. He got to change it up and do something because the the path that I see him on, he's obviously not focused on boxing. I believe the Pacquiao fight was his last fight, and that was last year. He didn't even fight early 2020 or late 2019 when, like before the whole COVID thing happened. So who knows? Now, the second... Uh, topic I'm going to talk about is Floyd Mayweather. He went on uh, Shannon Sharp's show. Shannon Sharp has, he does like these YouTube videos where he interviews athletes. I believe it's only like two or three out. It's called Club Shay Shay. It's actually pretty good. If you know who Shannon Sharp is, you know how fantastic he is. But he had Floyd Mayweather on. And Floyd Mayweather hinted that he will be willing to help and train Deontay Wilder, we have to sit and think, would that be good for Deontay Wilder? Yes, Floyd is. He's the ultimate package of a fighter. He is. He has great offense, great defense. He's one of the best boxers of all time. He's obviously one of... He he is the best boxer of this generation, like the current millennial generation. He's the best boxer of this and one of the greatest of all time. We all know how fantastic, astronomical superior he is to 99.99% of all other boxers. But he would need to know how to work with Deontay Wilder's strengths, right? Because I've seen people that Floyd tends to train and work with, they sort of tend to adopt a little bit of his style, just a little bit even though that style may not be fitted for them or suited for them. I don't want to go back to this guy, but I'm going to use him as an, as an example. Adrian Rona. <laughs> Floyd was training to help him. And Adrian, he sort of adopted some of Floyd's style and it didn't really suit him as much as it suited Floyd. And even with uh, Shakur Stevenson, he broke out of it a little bit more, but a couple years ago, your Floyd trains with him. It sort of seemed like Shakur Stevenson was somewhat adopting some of Floyd's style. He broke out of it now, and he's better for it now, but he sort of adopted Floyd's style a little bit. I don't want to be where Deontay Wilder adopts Floyd's uh, like style because it wouldn't really work. Yes, Wilder, he's athletic, and he has the power, but his strengths wouldn't really suit Floyd's style. Now, if Floyd could could come in a different aspect with a different mindset and perspective where he could use Wilder's power and his length 
and his height to really teach Wilder the fundamentals and effectively use a jab because I've been saying for so long, if someone can teach Wilder how to effectively use a jab in every situation, he would be unbeatable. He would be unbeatable because if he learns how to set up traps, if he learns how to like properly counter punch a little bit, you can't stop that guy because he already has the one punch knockout power. But now if he could force you into a punch like Floyd can, Floyd, Floyd, he, he, he forced everybody into a punch. He will make, he will put you in a position where you can't avoid getting hit. And that's just one of the many aspects of Floyd's, of his talents and his skills. If he could just teach that, that little bit, just that little bit to Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder, he get, he gets five times better. Learns how to use a jab 10 times better. He learns the, the basic fundamentals of offense and defense. He improves his head movement a little bit more. Uh, he's able to use his footwork better. He gets 15 times better. So I think it would be good, but Floyd, he just has to use Wilder's strengths and teach him the right things. I don't I don't want to see Wilder doing no shoulder roll. I know the shoulder roll, it's very effective for defense. A lot of people do it, but I do not want to see no 6-7 Deontay Wilder doing that shoulder roll. I think if I see it, I would literally call Al Heyman and say, I want my money back for this pay-per-view that I fucking bought because Deontay Wilder is doing the goddamn shoulder roll. I don't want to see that. I know you don't want to see it neither. But I actually hope it will happen. I I think it'll be good for Wilder. I think it'll be good. And I always think it's good for every single boxer to train with different coaches and trainers and have, you know, just learn different things from various amount of fighters and trainers and coaches. So I think it would be good if Wilder, he could, you know, be in Floyd's environment and see how Floyd approaches things and learn something new. I think it I think it would be fantastic. And maybe then will he beat Tyson Fury? Tyson Fury is a bad man. All right. Transitioning to the next topic. Third topic is Santa Cruz versus Javante Davis. I just found out. Uh, last week that it was pay-per-view I was not sure if it was pay-per-view or not I was hoping it wasn't pay-per-view because we just had to pay for the Charlo pay-per-view and that gave us six fights for 70 uh not 70 80 dollars and now the Santa Cruz is going to give us four fights for the same 80 dollars and then I have to make the argument is Leo Santa Cruz and Javante David, are they bigger stars than, than Charlo Brothers? Um, I don't think they are. I think Leo Santa Cruz, I don't even think Leo Santa Cruz is as big a star as the Charlo Brothers. And Javante Davis, he's getting his way up there. He's really been in the spotlight a little bit more in the past year or so. And um, he's really becoming into the his whole celebrity uh, phase. But they're not as big as the Charlo brothers. And even the matchup 
between Leo Santa Cruz and Javante Davis. It's a really great, it's a fantastic matchup. And you know, style makes fights. But the fight between Leo Santa Cruz and Javante Davis, it's not going to be as phenomenal as Jamal Charlo versus Sergey Devianchenko because they both of them had a style that when they meet, you know it's going to be a war. Santa Cruz and Javante Davis, like I said, both of their styles is going to make for a fantastic fight, but there's going to be some lull moments. It's going to be some lull moments, not as far as there's no punches being thrown, but there's going to be moments where Santa Cruz is it's just going to be all Santa Cruz because Javante Davis, he has these moments and you saw it with his Gamboa fight in the later rounds. He has moments where he just steps off the gas and he just doesn't really do anything. And he just fights off his back foot and he lulls for a round and a half or so. Leo Santa Cruz, he's a hundred percent always coming at you. I'm going to throw a hundred punches every single round, no matter if it's round two Around 12, I'm going to come at you, be all up in your face and throw 100 punches. And he's going to be sleek and slipping punches and trying to counter you and throwing everything. But Javante Davis, early on in the round, Javante Davis, he's going to be strong. He's going to be powerful. He's going to be willing to go for the brawl. But later on in the rounds, he's not going to maintain that. So the first six rounds might be fucking fantastic. Then after that, the first three of the second half, it might be all Santa Cruz. The championship rounds, that's when it's gonna we're gonna really see if Javante Davis has that animal within him to withstand the storm and actually come out on top. Which I think he has the skill set to do it, but just because you have the skill set to do something, it doesn't mean that you're gonna do it. Will he actually do it? I don't know. Maybe Leo Santa Cruz could do something to neutralize him so much that he just dominates the entire second half. But we will have to see. And they also changed the date, which I'm not happy about because I was counting down the days to this fight. And now I got to count another goddamn fucking week. They changed it to Halloween because uh, so they could do it in, I think, a Texas stadium where they are actually allowed to have fans in the seats on October 31st. And I understand because they want to, you know, get as much money as possible. I've been hearing some of the numbers for the the Charlo Brothers pay-per-view, and a lot of people are not happy about the numbers. Me, I don't give two shits about the numbers. Yes, do I hope that these boxes of pay-per-view numbers do good. Yes, I do. I hope I hope every pay-per-view gets a billion kajillion buys. But if it doesn't, I don't care. I just want to see a good fight. I don't care. I don't know why people are so interested in the pay-per-view numbers doing good. I don't really give a fuck. I'm not making no money from it. But them moving the the um them moving the date for the Texas Stadium, it's obviously a money grab. They probably saw the Charlo Brothers pay-per-view, like I said, didn't do as good as they hoped it would. They probably saw ESPN wasn't making much of a profit in their bubble, which I could only imagine they was barely scraping by. So they got to get some fans in the seats. Will it work out? 
I don't know. I hope it works out, but I don't know. Just got to wait to see. Just have to wait and see. Next topic. This one is a big one. He just got his win on Jason Rosario. He got three of the four major championship world title belts. And he could possibly get the fourth one. Jamel Charlo, the king of 154, just been called out by Patrick Texaria. I think that's how you say his last name. Texaria T. Segaris T. Rex. I'm just calling him PT. PTSD. PT. He calls out Jamel Charlo says he wants to beat Charlo and take all his belts and unify the division to become the undisputed 154 pound champion. He can't do it though. I have not seen no highlights of this PT guy, but I do watch Charlo. You don't got enough PT. I've never seen you fight before, but I know you don't have enough. I know you're not skilled enough. You're not strong enough. You're not hungry enough. You're not a dog enough. And where the hell was you all these years? Where was you when when 154 was being ruled over by Lara? Where the hell was you when Jared Heard was barreling over everybody? Now he comes here. He has a belt. I don't even know who the hell he got the belt from. PT. But he's promoted by Golden Boy. And Golden Boy, they, ah, they're not doing so hot right now. They in the hot seat. The literal golden boy is suing them. The irony, golden boy promotions is being sued by the literal golden boy. That's karma for them. That's just karma. But I need this to happen. I need this fight to happen. Whether you think that PT is a bum, whether you think he's not good enough, whether you think he is good enough and he can actually win, I don't care. I need this fight to happen. And for the next... And the last topic, this episode is actually going slightly longer than I thought it would be, but I'm passionate about boxing and I love talking about it. But this last topic is Manny, the Pac-Man Pacquiao, and Conor McGregor are in talks of having a fight. Now, I heard that contracts have been signed. I think I read on, not on TV, you watch TV, you don't read TV. I think I read in an article online that contracts have been signed and that Manny Pacquiao is doing this so he could raise money uh, for COVID victims, for families that have been affected by COVID in his home country, the Philippines. That's what I read somewhere. I don't know if it's true or not. If it is true, it's very noble, honorable of Manny Pacquiao. He's an honorable guy. He's, uh, I believe, is he the president or the senator or the governor of his country? He's some political stature in his country. So he's doing good by his country. And Conor McGregor, you know, Conor McGregor, he's always up for a fight. He's a warrior. If Conor McGregor is going to come in and think it's going to be as easy or, well, him versus Floyd wasn't easy because he lost the fight. But if he's going to think he's going to have as much success against Pacquiao like he did against Floyd, he has another thing coming. Another thing common and don't get me wrong the fight it's a really good fight not even far as like a little boxing fight standpoint but as far as a money standpoint 
Manny Pacquiao is still one of the biggest draws in boxing, and Conor McGregor has a huge global fan base where people will pay anything to see him, and he knows how to draw people into paying for him, paying into him and into his brand, and people show up for him. So, of course, the pay-per-view, buy, the pay-per-view buys will be through the roof. That's an easy million. An easy, easy million pay-per-view buys right there. And one thing I would love to see is, I would love to see those same Conor McGregor fans who were saying, oh, he's going to beat Floyd because Floyd is 40 years old and Conor McGregor, he's young, spry, and he, he has all this power. He's known for power. Where he gets all this power from? Oh, all, all the power, man. Fuck your power. Fuck your power. Him against Floyd show, he ain't got no power. Yeah, I keep saying he has power because in the UFC, he's knocking people out. But anyone, anyone could knock anyone out when you got those tiny, thin gloves on your hands. People get knockouts all the time in UFC. And boxing is different. You got to really have real strength and power to knock someone's block off. Conor McGregor, he don't have that type of power. He doesn't. Now... You same fans, the same people who said that Connor was going to beat Floyd because y'all said, oh, Floyd, he, 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 he's a boring fighter. He doesn't throw much. He, he, he's too old. Well, Pacquiao was older than Floyd. Then I want you to go back and watch Manny Pacquiao versus Keith Thurman. That fight happened in 2020. It happened in 2020 this year. He's like, what, 43, 44 years old this year. And look how destructive his punches are. Look how quick he is. Look how light on his feet he is. Look how amazing he is. That's 2020 he did that. 2020 he did that. Now, you tell me if if Conor McGregor at his peak can beat that guy in the boxing match. He can't. He can't. Manny Pacquiao did that to Keith Thurman, who is, what, 28, 29? He's under 30 years old. He's under 30. At the peak of his prime, a former champion, and he's not a former champion because he lost his belt to someone. He's a former champion because he got injured and was inactive for so long and he came out from his injury he said he's fine with his injury he said he was fine so according to him he was 100% and Manny Pacquiao did that to that guy that guy so you tell me if Manny Pacquiao at his age now could do that to a Keith Thurman who's been boxing for how many years 20 plus years what the hell you think he's gonna do to Conor McGregor it's going to be bad for him. Bad for him. It's going to be bad. It really is. And Conor McGregor, he said when um when he got the TKO loss against Floyd that it was an early stoppage, which I think it was. It was a it was an early stoppage. Okay, so tell the refs, I treat you the same way as a boxer because in boxer with real boxers, there's not many early stoppages when it comes to real legit boxing fights because they know that these boxers, they've been doing it for a long time, so they can more times than not 
overcome or withstand or they know that they could take more than someone who hasn't boxed that much. So go to the refs, Conor McGregor and his team, go to the refs and say, hey, I want you to treat me like any other boxer, no early stoppage. If I go down, let me get back up. Treat me with the three knockdown rule. If I go down, get back up, go down then, I'll go down again, let him get back up. And we will see how dangerous that Manny Pacquiao still is. And we will see that, Connor, you are not ready. You're not a boxer. You are a UFC slash MMA fighter. And don't get me wrong. If a boxer went to UFC and MMA, they would get the ass kicked. I've always said it. If Floyd went to UFC, he would get obliterated. I've always said that. But it hasn't happened. What has happened is... This UFC fighter is coming over here in boxing and he's getting the shit kicked out of him. He get the shit kicked out of him and he's going to get done bad against Pacquiao. That's that's all I'm saying. That's the more little story. Pacquiao, you're going to do him bad. Now that's the last topic I have. If you disagree with anything I said, comment in the comment section if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, if, if you think that this guy PT could beat Jamel Charlo, yo, tell me, or even tell me what fight I should watch of his to let me know. If you think Conor McGregor, if, if you're one of those idiots who think Conor McGregor could beat Manny Pacquiao, yo, I'm going to show you some highlights. I'm going to show you some highlights of Manny Pacquiao, of him in the past two years, not not Manny Pacquiao 10 years ago. Manny Pacquiao 10 years ago would, would Ivan Drago, Conor McGregor, Right? I'm talking about Manny Pacquiao in 2020 and 2019, the damage he will still do to Conor McGregor. But if you one of those people who think that McGregor will still beat him, debate me in the comment section. If you think that Brona's worth $10 million, debate me. If you think that Javante Davis is going to beat Santa Cruz, debate me. Okay, I'm always up for, for all the debates. I want all the smoke with all these people Okay, because I'm always right and I'm always right. And I'm right, and I'm right, and even when I'm wrong, I'm right, because when I'm right, I'm right, and if I'm wrong, I'm still right. Right? You were just listening to the Floyd Podcast hosted by Marquise Rawls. Stay tuned for the next episode, or go back and listen to the previous episodes if you haven't done so. 